1: Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It is Friday, February 18th edition of the show. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And we have got. A lot of juicy topics to hit on today, my friend. The college football and NFL world seem to never sleep. There is always something interesting going on, which is why we are here. And we are going to talk about the whole damn thing. Uh, First off, Chris, how's everything going, my brother?
0: It's fine. It's fine. Just a snow day.
1: That's it. Yeah, as as we were recording this, uh, there's been all kinds of... uh, weather issues and and whatnot, because we had big thunderstorms roll through and it took us from, what, like 72 degrees down to it's going to be in the 20s this evening. So a 50 degree drop in one day. I mean, this is yep. absurd. <laughs> so we'll be back up to, you know, the 60s, I think, by the end of the weekend. But good gracious. Uh, just a, a drastic change. Drastic change. Well, let's uh let's dive into some of the biggest topics. I'll do the rundown here in a little bit, but I'll start us off. With some huge college football news, we haven't normally gotten things like this this late in the calendar. I mean, it's February 18th is the date of the show, and Jaylen, or Jaden Daniels, the quarterback for Arizona State, has announced that he is entering the transfer portal. Now, again, that does not necessarily mean that he is going to leave, but more signs point to him going than not. Right? There's just so much chaos going on inside the Sun Devils program. I First, I want to get your thoughts on this, and then maybe we can you know, take a, a gander at where he might end up.
0: Uh, thoughts are I think this is a play for um, a championship, or a, at least a run at it. I think he sees the pieces there and uh, around the Pac-12, and he believes there's no chance of him winning the title where he's at uh, in his time remaining in college. I think he thinks he has the ability to do that or at least to to compete at big boy football. Um, and uh, the other thing is, is national television. <clears throat> I think if if I can't play for a title, I at least want to be on national TV all the time. Tyler Murray never had a chance to play for a title. Tyler Murray. You know, his teams in Oklahoma were never winning the championship. But they were on national TV a whole lot, and he went number one overall. And I think Jay Daniels realizes, man, I bet a lot of these damn people in the country don't know who I am, and I'm one of the best quarterbacks on the planet right now. And uh, and, and it's just a matter of, I need eyeballs on me.
1: That that would certainly make sense. Uh, it, it could also be the the whole situation of, he still needs to be developed. I mean, there were still mistakes that were made last year, and and of course the years before that, he was still such a raw prospect. And I don't know how much development was being done at Arizona State. Like they, their offense is very Wisconsin-like. There's a lot of running the football, a lot of counting on your offensive line to get things done for you, a lot of pushing people around and whatnot. And he is a dynamic playmaker if he can ever get everything. Wrapped up into one nice little package, he could be a, an NFL, uh, you know, draft day guy. He could be a first round prospect if he can go to the right place where he will be developed. And the places that you would normally think that he would go, uh, you know, it, it, at least where quarterbacks would want to go, have kind of already got their guys right. Hey, the-
0: well, not everybody. There's a ton of places in the country, I think, that you know that he could still be able to go to and find the ability to play.
1: Oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but it, you know, your Lincoln Riley's and your it, the places where you go to be an NFL quarterback, such as for Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, et cetera, uh, even Oklahoma with Jeff Levy. Like they've already got their guy for this season. Now, obviously, you may come in and want to uh, spruce up the competition a little bit, something like that. But if you're Daniels, why would you go on, somewhere?
0: You don't. You don't. You don't think that. Uh, uh, Little Biles at Arkansas couldn't do that with that offense. You don't you don't think a, a a DC like or an OC like that can't can't do that? Has an offense that's super quarterback friendly and um, puts up a bunch of stats. And also in the SEC West, where you're gonna have a shitload of games on national TV. And don't get me wrong, you don't, you don't, think, Brian, hang on, so. you don't think Brian you don't think Brian Kelly can do that?
1: Now that's somebody that I was gonna bring up.
0: Places, these places don't have quarterbacks that anybody's super married to. But it, 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 hang on, I, I would—I'd I, give you three or four other places in the SEC that that aren't married to their guy that he's probably better than or good enough at least to compete with. Yeah, no, 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 you're not wrong
1: about that. Arkansas, and that's just you know, the
0: SEC, man. We haven't even dove into the other conferences.
1: So I'll, I'll read off. There's 15 potential transfer destinations for Jaden Daniels. Uh, Athlon Sports has already put it out. You know, it, it, he could decide to return back to Arizona State, obviously. Uh, the first one on their list, though, was California. Now, they've already added Jack Plummer from uh, from Purdue this offseason, but, I I mean, he would be an obvious upgrade there. But at the same time, like, I know that he is uh, he's from California, and that would kind of be a, a return close to home, but... What development is being done at Cal? And like you said, yeah. how many cow balls are going to be on him there?
0: Nah, yeah. You go to Cal, you, you everything I said is not not correct at all. Right. If he chose Cal, everything I just said, you can throw out the window. He doesn't care about playing on national TV. He doesn't care about playing for a title. And with you, he doesn't care about being developed for an NFL quarterback. He just wants to go home.
1: True, true. Uh, team number two on this list, LSU. Now Miles Brennan, the uh, projected starter for Brian Kelly's first season, but uh, but there's no depth behind him. Brennan has been a backup in the past. I don't know that Brennan was coming back specifically to be the starter. Uh, you know, I I think this could be an option for him because you're going to have a ton of games on TV. Uh, you'll be there for BK's first season. I well, that could certainly work. So I'll tell
0: you this: I know for a fact Miles was absolutely coming back to be the starter. I think Miles came back because he saw the landscape at LSU and he saw what was going on and he thought, oh, I could I can be the starter here. And and I you know this would upset Miles. This would, you know, suck for Miles. But you know, the the better thing for LSU would be to bring James back.
1: Jayden, yeah that would that back. would certainly make sense. That would certainly make sense. Uh, Missouri, another team on here. Tigers have three options right now: Brady Cook, uh, Tyler Macon, and Sam Horn. They're all going to be battling for that starting nod. Uh, they don't have a ton of experience. Any of those guys, Daniels would be an upgrade so, so, immediately.
0: And, and we're, you know, these are all SEC schools, but there's other places that he could go and, and be just as good and get just as many eyeballs. So, so and, and, hey, and, I've, I've
1: got one. I've got I've got the very next one for you. All right, Penn State. I think yep, that we know, need a quarterback. yeah, we know what Sean Clifford is, right? I don't think we, yep. you know, you could kind of push Sean Clifford a little bit, bridge the gap between Clifford and in uh, the freshmen that are coming in because they've got like a, a massive freshman that's coming in. I, yeah, that could absolutely be a spot for him to go, and you know, maybe take that team to heights that they haven't seen in a few years. Yeah,
0: but, but, I mean the. To say all of those spots have been filled is just a ridiculous statement. Okay, that's just, yeah. that's an insane statement.
1: Um, they've got a, a few others, UCLA, but you know DTR is there. Uh, Daniel's hometown is San Bernardino. It's not far from LA. So you know if he's if that's part of the thing, if he's really wanting to go home, okay. Uh, West Virginia Daniels might not be the best fit under Graham Harrell, who's the new OC. Um, you know, Wisconsin, they were in the mix for Caleb Williams. Uh, but that, I think that Caleb Williams situation was a lot to do with Bobby Ingram coming in as the new uh, OC, right? There was a family connection I mean,
0: there. I, that, I mean, okay, but at the end of the day, he would be a massive upgrade for Wisconsin. If you're Wisconsin, you'd still do it. And if you're Jaden Daniels, like, you, that's still a good deal for you. That's a better deal than Arizona State.
1: True, true.
0: Uh, Florida State. Yeah, I mean, that'd be huge. It'd be huge.
1: I think it'd be huge too.
0: Uh, no, it'd be massive. It might go to a system. Hell yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, Iowa State. Uh, you know, Hunter Deckers is there now. He's set to take over now that Brock Purdy is gone. But uh, you know, maybe the Cyclones pursue excuse me pursue a uh, a proven quarterback. Uh, they've got Oklahoma on here. Uh, they've got New Mexico on here. Like, I, not, neither of those. I believe. Like, maybe Oklahoma works yeah. if Dylan Gabriel's not healthy. Maybe. Um,
0: No, but Dylan Gable's
1: fine. Dylan's fine. Uh, They've got Virginia Tech on this list, but they've already taken two transfers. Uh, I know they took Grant Wells and they took Jason Brown. Grant Wells, of course, from Marshall, and he is a stud, absolute stud. Um, I, I don't think Virginia Tech fits. San Diego State has already added Braxton Burmeister from Virginia Tech, but Daniels would certainly work at San Diego State. But, I, again, you're going to a place that is, is known for defense. Offense, there's not a whole lot of development going on there. Eh, you know. Okay. And then they've got Syracuse on here. Like I, I, I'm, I think my I think my favorite one out of all of these would be either Penn State or LSU. Well, those are the two biggest out of all of them. I mean, by far. But also, I think those are jobs that, uh, that one, he can win, would have a lot of eyeballs on him, and I think that he could develop under those two coaching staffs.
0: Uh, I don't know about development at Penn State. Have we ever seen anything from them that they're just putting NFL quarterbacks out? No, no. But they've got you okay. know
1: a, a new offensive coordinator in there, and and they seem to be a little ton bit of better skill this year. Players so.
0: that anybody's really excited about. I mean, I mean they got they got some. Dudes, I, would, you know. I would take so many of those other jobs over Penn State. Penn State's the one if you want to compete for a national title and you want to be on the national stage. It's fine, but development and getting drafted. You're you're not going to have a ton of highlight reels with that receiving core compared to some of these other jobs that you could go to, um, uh, places that you could go to and compete at, and uh, uh, plenty of other offensive minds I think are known far better than than Franklin. Yeah,
1: hey, you might be right. You might be right. Uh, outside of LSU, you got a favorite uh, somewhere that you would like for him to go.
0: Uh, I mean, I you know I wouldn't mind seeing him at uh, uh, Arkansas. I'm not kidding. Yeah, him in
1: in Browse's offense could be outstanding. Now KJ Jefferson, uh, the incumbent starter, but
0: again, I, I think he's better than than KJ Jefferson. I know, I know, Sam, I know Sam made a big, big Sam Pittman coach head coach Arkansas, made a big deal after the first year of not going to the transfer portal and trusting KJ. And I love KJ. Okay, and I think KJ is a, is a really good quarterback. But but after a year, where you realize, oh. This seems a little bit better than I thought they were. You know, nobody had any expectations last year, and so they were just a good story. Now this year, no, there's they, they a lot of expectations, and expectations might change the idea that we don't hit the transfer portal and we go after somebody who's real dynamic, who who might be able to do something special here at Arkansas this year. Now you, you certainly make a very That's good That's the problem Sam's going to have is, is if you want to be loyal, loyal's great, but at some point in time, you know, Last year was the greatest year Arkansas fans have had in a long, long time. But now expectations come. And if you do the same thing you did last year, you did not meet expectations.
1: True. True. Moving on from there, topic number two here NBC, who is, you know, just got done with the Super Bowl and they are doing the Winter Olympics right now, et cetera. In college football, they have only really been interested in Notre Dame in the past. But new reports from Front Office Sports have come out, and it says NBC Sports is expected to make a major push for the Big Ten Conference's rights. Sources tell Front Office Sports uh, the Big Ten could command fees of up to, check this out, buddy, $1.1 billion annually on the open market, says a source, uh, or says sources. Uh, NBC views the combination of the Big Ten along with its existing deal with Notre Dame football as the perfect one-two punch. With its $100 million per year deal with the NHL off the books, NBC now has the cash and the ambition to boost its college portfolio. Uh, this is this is very interesting. Now, obviously, Fox and ESPN have held the Big Ten rights for quite some time, uh, but the Big Ten is doing this uh, maybe the exact right way in the way that it looks like the SEC will be doing things going forward, and that is... They're just knocking these things out like every six years. Like, just let the money continue to grow and don't get locked into anything uh, that the ACC has done, right? ACC's contracts yeah. are, are done all the way through 2036. Uh, this is a gigantic number. $1.1 billion annually on NBC. And, and brother, they're getting rid of NBC Sports. Like, they their standalone channel is being done away with. I'm curious how they're going to make this work. Are they really just going to pay that much money for, you know, football and basketball?
0: Uh, I don't know the answer to that. I wonder, is there any chance that if they got this deal, they could bring back NBC Sports, or they just do it all on the Big Ten Network? Like, they would now own the Big Ten Network, and... um and, you know with a deal like this and that would be their secondary channel and everything would be on it it would just be on a lot more channels than it is now it's
1: it's definitely interesting we had already heard about CBS being interested in the big 10 but with all that we know of the you know the deal that CBS had with the SEC would they really be willing to go in that far uh, to get a deal done if NBC is talking about paying a billion dollars. I mean, that is well, no, not billion, the billion, but, you know, I, I, I'm curious if this is going to be another one of those where Fox and ESPN split the deal so each didn't have to pay the entire thing and they just had to draft out which games. Like, it's this
0: yeah. is going to be pretty pretty sizable. Well, uh, CBS is going to get left holding bag here somewhere, I think, because they have done nothing but take deals that are only in the best interest of CBS. They have had no partnership ideas at all. They have had um, no willingness to give to the SEC or to renegotiate or to allow um, anything other than we want to take a hundred percent of this contract and we're willing to let you leave. Uh, they want to be cheap. Okay. And, yeah. and the same thing with the NCAA tournament, you know, they fit Mark, uh, over a barrel and they just took him for all he was worth and that and, and people say oh great well they have the tourney yeah but they have the tourney on, for, for, for beans compared to what it's worth and, uh, and, and at some point in time when the next deal comes up they won't get it they'll lose that and their um, foothold in college sports is going to be completely gone uh, unless they're willing to be a player somewhere else or somewhere smaller because um, they just don't want to spend the money. So I don't, I'm don't. i not worried about CBS and, and what they're doing. They want to be cheap, and they're going to lose all their products because they want to be cheap. Um, I think this is huge for NBC. Uh, it's a big deal. I think it's smart for NBC because I don't know that they were making much money with that hockey deal. They are hemorrhaging money with all of these Olympic deals. Oh, I mean, yes. just hemorrhaging money, especially with this one. And, uh, and so they realized... We need to start going after things that are basically safe, that are guaranteed investments that we know for a fact will hit, will pay off, will make us money. College football is back. And the Big Ten, if you can't have the SEC, the Big Ten is the one you get. Those are the only two conferences. Now, that's not the only two conferences that you would ever want, but those are without question, not even close, the two best.
1: Oh, yes. You're you're not wrong about that. Uh, This is – I mean, again, we're looking at a billion dollars annually. They would dwarf what the SEC is making. I mean, just absolutely dwarf it. The SEC's 10-year, $3 billion deal with Disney uh, starts up in 2024. Like, (laughs) I mean, it's 10 years. So, you know, they are going to make an absolute shit ton of money. Uh, And I'm curious to see how this ends up going. Is Fox going to stay in this? Uh, Do they split it between Fox and NBC? You know, who gets I'm, – I'm so interested in this. So interested in these media rights deals. Uh,
0: let well, me, what this does for NBC – I would say what this does for NBC is it tells them owning the Midwest. I don't know yes. if you already said that or
1: not, but yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. You're right. You're 100% right. Uh, let me knock out these podcast reads right quick. Um Remind everybody go over to the website winningcureseverything.com. It's got everything you need to know about us where to follow, where to subscribe, etc. All of the different episodes, all of the different segments can be found over there, uh, including the podcast, etc. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. Help us out there. Uh, you can leave a nice five star review at Spotify, on what is it, Apple, and uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. There's a bunch of different places. Whatever your favorite podcast app is, that lets you leave a review. Leave a review. We would appreciate it. Along with that, you can always follow and subscribe, whatever, on YouTube. If you're watching right now, we certainly appreciate it. Go ahead and like the video for us and make sure that you are subscribed to the channel. Uh, Share it out with your buddies, all that good stuff. And jump into the chat. Be a part of the conversation. We would love to hear what you guys have to say. Um, Twitter. You can always follow us on Twitter. You can see them on the screen right there. But if you don't see it, you're just listening at WCE at Chris B. giannini and, of course, at Winning Cures. Those are the spots there. The show is brought to you each and every time out by BetUS. That is where the game begins. It's America's premier online sportsbook. Fantastic sportsbook. Type it in your browser, BetUS.com, or just click the link in the description. Along with that, I host uh, several shows over there, but go to BetUSTV.com. You can find everything that I do over there, including the college football show, and right now we're doing a bunch of uh, how-to videos. Uh, so we had Scott Kellen, who's a world-renowned NFL gambler, on. had him on this week uh, discussing how to win at sports betting, et cetera. So a lot, of, a lot of different stuff coming up. I think we're doing one next week on, like, cryptocurrency and uh, betting odds and just all kind of stuff. So go ahead and check it out over at BetUSTV.com.
0: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain.
1: Jim Harbaugh has signed a new contract extension, and I think all of us expected this coming out of this past season. You know, there was all the talk about the NFL, but then there was a lot of talk about, is he using this to maybe get some more money out of Michigan? And I got to tell you, it wasn't crazy. Now, the contract extension pays about uh, $6.7 million a year, somewhere around there. It's for five years. The thing that surprised me, Chris, is the buyout. Is essentially nothing. From what's being reported right now, all the details that have come out, uh, the buyout starts in this first year at only three million dollars. And then it's two point two five million after year two, one point five million after year three, then it's seven hundred and fifty thousand after year four and zero in year five. I mean, it yeah. <laughs> like this is kind of insane. I, I thought he would have gotten a little more stability, uh, but this is the kind of contract that you and I thought would be best for the universities. This seems to work out better. Just make it incredibly incentive laden. This adds another dead 2.7 roundabout million dollars per year to his deal. I, I think it's pretty good for both parties, but really the winner in this seems to be Michigan, right?
0: No. And that's, and that's what I've said all along. Jim, Jim made it abundantly clear last year when he reworked his deal that he is not in this for the money. He has made a ton of money in the NFL. He made a ton of money with his first couple of years at Michigan. He believes in his heart of hearts that college um, uh, coaches should not be paid like NFL coaches. He thinks that this is a different type of deal, and he was willing to take less money. Everyone said, oh, no. That's until he made the playoffs. and Now he's going to renegotiate. He's going to his him. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He's a simple man. And, and buyout-wise, A, Jim's not leaving for another college, okay? And this yeah. college isn't going to – they're not going to fire him. If if they talked to him after a bad season and asked him to walk away, he'd walk away. Like, he truly wants to do what's best for Michigan. He might be the only coach out there working right now that is truly not Um, just a mercenary like like Brian Kelly is a complete mercenary Nick Saban is just a mercenary he's not an Alabama guy he this this is not his home he doesn't care anything about that state Lane Kiffin's a mercenary okay Jim Harbaugh's there because he wants to be not because he can't be anywhere else yeah I I
1: tend to agree I I don't know I mean obviously we found this year that uh, his NFL stock might not be as high right now uh, but you give him one more good season, I mean, it, there's no telling. The NFL could come calling at any point for a proven Super Bowl, you know, not winning, but Super Bowl-making coach. Like, he's, yeah. he was great in the NFL. So he can certainly be called up at any point. Uh, the buyout stuff was interesting to me. But uh, but maybe that was only because the way that his deal was reworked last year, uh, that that part kind of surprised me. That they wouldn't just stick with him, and and it was a, eh, we want to keep you, but we're paying you too much money for you to not be, uh, you know, a national title winning quarterback, uh, make it to the playoff every year, kind of, uh, kind of coach. So I'm, you know, that's the only thing that was surprising here, but uh, but the deal I think is pretty good on both sides. You know, Jim's a well respected head coach making pretty good money. Um, you know, and, and like you said, it's not about the money for him. But this is a sign of respect and, and maybe a little bit of a thank you, right?
0: That's what I think.
1: I think so as well. Now, moving over to the other team in the rivalry, Ohio State. Their AD, Gene Smith, had a lot to say to the Athletic in the past couple of days. First, I want to talk about what he said about expansion. Now, he did say uh, that he fully expected to go to twelve. Uh, we know all the different things that are going on as far as playoff expansion and whatnot, but uh, he he believes that it's going to get to twelve, just like I think everybody that has a brain uh, believes right now. But uh, but he he thinks that, and an interesting thing that he brought up as far as hosting playoff games, because it, he thinks that that is still going to be uh, the the plan going forward, is that. These teams, five through whatever, are going to be hosting playoff games. And he said in that situation, uh, he is not planning on Ohio State actually hosting a playoff game. He is planning on taking that thing down to Indianapolis, and uh, and he said uh, he might recommend hosting one of these still theoretical playoff games at an indoor facility, particularly Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. The issue in Smith's mind is, quote, not the potential for miserable weather conditions for fans or players or some overdeveloped sense of fairness. He said, I don't want players crashing into a frozen playing surface.
0: You find that interesting? Uh, I find that um, ingenuous.
1: I think that he might have already had conversations with Lucas Oil Stadium and they would be willing to pay a gargantuan sum of money to Ohio State.
0: That's what this is, and. Any, I'm telling you, anytime some administrator from anywhere in the world tries to sell me something because of safety, the first thing I do is start looking around thinking I'm about to get screwed right here. We, we got a fucking coming, okay? <laughs> because they don't care about your safety. I promise you, they don't give a damn about your safety.
1: No, there, there's something, too. I also look at it this way. Uh, the way that Ohio State is built, it is not a Michigan. It is not something like that where playing in those conditions would actually be beneficial. Ohio State's got speed, man. Like they they have a ton of speed and playing in an indoor surface or on an indoor surface would certainly help out in that situation.
0: Well, the problem is is what happens when it's not Ohio State, when it's in Michigan. In in the playing outdoors in the in the gray, what happens if it's a Wisconsin? What happens if it's in Iowa or Penn State? and it is beneficial to your conference.
1: Oh, I think, I think team. those teams would absolutely just stick it out at home. Just do what they need to do at home.
0: So, so you're saying that the team, he's he's going to say that they would allow the teams to have a choice? Uh, that's what he's saying. He's saying if
1: Ohio State was selected to host a playoff game, that he would take Ohio State down to Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis.
0: But he's not going to have that say. Surely the say can't be him. It has to be from the school. Well, I mean, it's got to be from I'll the school, but he's this. the AD, so, if, you know. If you take if you take it to a – oh, yeah, Jesus. If you take it to Lucas Oil, I'll tell you this, and this is an emphatic statement, defend them. Every Ohio State opponent that they have to play would much rather play them in Lucas Oil Stadium than play them in the horseshoe.
1: Oh, I agree with that 100%. 100%. They would
0: all rather play them in Lucas Oil than the horseshoe. That's it. That's the truth. So, every opponent that they could have, is going to be applauding this situation and going to be supporting him. And the first time that they run into somebody that gets in there and that other team brings a bunch of people and that other team somehow finds a way and and, and beats up on Ohio State and they lose a big game like that, it'll instantly go back to the shoe and they'll never move. Are you and all of a sudden, amazing, amazingly, nobody will give one damn about State. <laughs> it's... it's It's spectacular how quickly people will stop giving a shit about safety as soon as it no longer meets their narrative. That's why no one who tries to sell you stuff because of safety, they're they're all full of crap. They're all full of crap.
1: You're not wrong. You are not wrong. He also brought up all the mess that is going on regarding the alliance. Now, you remember, I believe it was last week. It might have been even further back than that. When we talked about the idea that the Big Ten might do away with divisions and that they might drop back to having only eight conference games. Uh, The Big Ten ADs have apparently decided that they want to stick with nine. It is not beneficial to them to move away from nine conference games. They think it's better for their TV contract. They think it's better for all the teams in the conference to play more teams from their conference as opposed to to playing somebody from the ACC or the Pac-12. Uh, he did say, uh, you know, Smith said, you know, the other day that it's true, particularly the the bit about the Big Ten's value compared to that of the ACC and the Pac-12. Um, and he said that's why many administrators and coaches across college sports were scratching their heads about the group's formation last summer, about this alliance. Uh, the Big Ten is big enough to push its own weight around, and he said it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to partner with schools um, that that aren't worth as much, right? Like it's basically there's always going to be competing interests uh, between these conferences. But I I found this very interesting that he just kept it incredibly real. Like we don't have to schedule the ACC and and the Pac-12 like those matchups. We're gonna. We are Ohio State. Now, obviously, he's speaking from the role of Ohio State, which I believe is maybe the biggest brand in the sport, but also definitely the biggest brand in the Big Ten. He's looking at it as, we are going to schedule Alabama, and we're going to schedule Notre Dame, and we're going to schedule Texas, and blah, blah. Like, we are going to schedule the teams that we want to play who we think it would make sense for us to do home-at-homes with. We are not going to be suckered into... You know, and they might do a Pac-12 deal, right? They might do Ohio State and USC or something along those lines, but they are certainly not going to be doing Ohio State and Oregon State every year, Ohio State and Wake Forest, stuff like that, because it doesn't make any sense. So he said it makes a lot more sense for us to play somebody inside of our own conference for that ninth game as opposed to rotating out ACC and Pac-12 teams. Uh, I think he's 100% dead on here.
0: Yeah, I would probably agree with that. I would probably agree with that. Just just play, just stay in conference. Play more conference games. These alliance games aren't going to get you the money you need.
1: Exactly. And now, obviously, Oregon State or Rutgers or whatever might feel differently. But also, for a team like Rutgers that is in that conference or Maryland or whoever else, when you bring Ohio State in, that's pretty much a guaranteed sellout. Right, And they are going to rotate onto your schedule much more often when you have nine games as opposed to eight. So, yeah, they might still do away with divisions, but I think the nine-game conference schedule certainly makes more sense for them. Uh, And I was glad he actually came out and said something. Like, I I love the fact that Gene Smith is willing to speak openly about this stuff because a lot of ADs would not say a word. (laughs) They, They won't say anything. So... Uh, Let's move off of college football. Let's talk some NFL right quick. You good with that? Yep. All right. The Los Angeles Rams, of course, won the Super Bowl. We talked about that on the show on Tuesday. Did you see the, not the parade, but the celebration? Did you see that uh, from, what was it, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever it was? Uh, The
0: the second the Super Bowl was over, I muted all Rams, Cooper Cup, anything impossible. I think I'm footballed out. I actually really enjoyed the extra week of football, but it's one of those things where I have pushed away from the table, and if you brought dessert to me, I think I'd just pass. I, this was exactly the amount of football I wanted and needed, and, and I have done nothing with this. Hey, I don't care. Los Angeles, let, hang on, I'm about to say this right now. Los Angeles is the least deserving sons of bitches that, 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 that out of all 32 teams in the country, least deserving fan base on the planet to get a title. All right. Dan Kroenke yeah. is a piece of garbage, garbage <laughs> owner. And, and, and that guy's now got a Lombardi that he gets to hoist up. No, no, no. Don't ask me to be hi- happy for those people. I don't give a damn about any of it. So the <laughs> well, second say one, I didn't give one this, shit. This plays
1: into exactly what you're saying, because brother, there was nobody at that celebration. I'm telling you there was that nobody cared out in LA. They did not give one half of a damn that the Rams don't won care. the Super Bowl. It was hilarious. Uh now first thing, did you see Matt Stafford and and his reaction to that photographer falling off of that stage?
0: Yeah, because you guys
1: sent it. Yeah, we we, we, we were talking about it in the group chat. No uh, matter
0: how much I tried to hide from it, my friends still me with shit. That I, I don't
1: want to watch I Look. could not believe his reaction to this that that photographer which i shared out the video on twitter if anybody wants to go over and check it out uh i'm telling you this was a scary incident and i understand where Stafford was coming from but my god he might have been drunk he might have been all this other stuff but he he looked like a frat boy that was just trying to stay out of trouble
0: and he is a frat boy uh,
1: he's 37 years old
0: like don't I, don't I don't, I don't, I don't I look know, at how I he acts. Look at who he. Oh, but he's paid his dues, guys. Oh, but he paid his dues to take some fucking country club. Oh my god, his reaction. It's the NFL. Be a goddamn like, professional. It, he, he is not. He's not deserving. Anybody <laughs> want to put a gold jacket on him. I'm done. Done with
1: it. <laughs> um. That that situation though was very interesting because the photographer fell off the stage. And I believe uh, she, that was just She's
0: his... in bad shape, right? Yeah, she's in she, real bad shape. She
1: fractured her spine. So I shared out yeah, the GoFundMe she's... to go help her yeah. out, but man, uh You
0: don't think the Stafford family's helping her out? I I don't, you don't know. You think Saint Crocky's not going to help her out?
1: I did, so far nobody's, you know, nobody said anything about it.
0: Let me let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story about Saint Crocky that I heard two days. Okay. Two days, all right? My boy T Bob, you know my boy T Bob, right? Oh,
1: yeah. T Bob Avery. You sent me right? a,
0: you sent, yeah, yeah, it's one of, one, of, one of the best gifts I've ever gotten. I don't like gifts. People don't <laughs> send me gifts. Gary, stop sending me gifts. I don't like gifts. But you, you send me a, uh, a, 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 what's that thing called? Cameo. Cameo, yeah. From, from a boy T Bob Avery. He's he's an old LSU, uh, center back in the day, offensive lineman, but, but he really wasn't famous for being an LSU offensive lineman, okay? He's famous for being T Bob after that. And, um, He talked about a story about Stan Kroenke while he was with the Rams, okay? The player rep for the Rams sat every rookie down when they were coming in and told them all, we have a rule here in St. Louis. Do not look Stan Kroenke in the eyes. And he said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I I didn't expect to, like, see the owner and go up and talk to him. He said, no, no, son. Don't damn sure don't speak to him. Don't make eye contact with him. And if he looks at you, you avert your gaze. That's the son of a bitch Stan Kroenke is. No, is that just rookies, what you, or, or was what that he, just what you players? Think Stan, that was players. That was wow. his players. So, what do you think he thinks of the fans, the regular old Joes that that pack his pockets full of billions from Walmart and from them stadiums? What do you think he thinks of those people?
1: I, I'm I tell sure you what, it's not good. Look,
0: Robert Kraft ain't a perfect man by any stretch of the imagination, but Robert Kraft loves his players. Never once is ever going to have a problem with his players. That's a man, that's the reason these guys fight so hard against the owners. It's because of owners like that. True. True. You're 100% right. That guy's a piece of shit. Now he's got a Lombardi to put in his office. Which is just
1: it—it it, it goes to show that you can, in fact, buy a trophy, and that just well, sucks.
0: So this is the reason I hated the Rams in this Super Bowl. It, yes, I worship Joe Burrow, and I want Joe Burrow to be the second coming of Tom. All right, but forget about all that. All right, if it was Andy Dalton in the, in the in the in the in the Bengals, I would still have felt the exact same way about. The, well, not the exact same. I would have still been all Cincinnati. For, for the very reason of, of what you're talking about. A, L.A. don't deserve this shit. Okay? Those people don't care. It doesn't mean anything to them. Their owner doesn't – he's a bad guy. He's a piece of trash, and he doesn't care about the fans. He doesn't care about the sport. None of this means anything to him. Okay? He's just, he's just a monster with a lot of money. That's all he is. Yeah. That's yeah. all he is. The city of Cincinnati let kids out of school the day after uh, – uh, uh, the Super Bowl, win or lose, because they wanted it to be important. They wanted them to stay up and watch it, and if the team won, they wanted them to stay up and celebrate. Don't worry about coming to school the next day. You enjoy this. That, that's the kind of city that earns things like this. And and one thing I know about football, or I always used to know about football, is football is not like baseball. Football is not like basketball. You don't get to build super teams and just roll off titles. Okay, that shit happens in basketball all the time. Happens in baseball every now and then. It's never happened in the NFL until now. See. That team was just a super team put together. And, 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 and you know the reason Sean McVay is considering retiring? Same reason Sean Payton stepped away. Because they mortgaged the future for this for so long, and now mortgage is coming due. They got no money and they got no draft pick. Well, guess what? You're going to suck the next couple of years. And that golden boy shine that you've got on you right now is all going to go away. So it's better for me to retire than to end up fixing in, 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 in whatever and, and be exposed for being mediocre. True. True. Very true. That's why he's going to retire, by the way. Well,
1: so there's all kind of reports out right now that his fiance said that he's not going to retire. Nah, and,
0: just, and he might not. I'm just, I'm just telling you. Let that team start falling apart. Let the shine get off the apple of those of those frosted tips just a little bit, and let's see how quickly he walks away. You pull the triggers right now. He's a Hall of Fame coach. Well, he goes out hey, today. He's John Madden.
1: So that's what I was about to say. Let's let's talk about Sean McVay for about two seconds. Uh, he does have a standing offer from ESPN. You know he's he's got an offer to come in and be uh, basically what Tony Romo is, and. I mean, think about the ratings there. Think about what he sees on the field and everything. I mean, he is as current as it gets, Super Bowl-winning quarterback. How much could he be worth to a Monday Night Football broadcast? Uh, he he could well, go to ESPN were, and make more than being a head coach in the NFL.
0: He'd be worth a ton, but here's – here's at some point – and he should take it, by the way, because $20 million to not do anything, okay? Yeah. Here, here's here's – at some point in time, if you're ESPN, you just look sad. You're just walking around the dance floor, and every half-decent girl, you're, you're just you're just begging them to come to you, and they're all turning you down. Sean, if Sean McVay takes this, he's just a guy that took it when Peyton Manning said no. When, when all these other people that they threw a bunch of money at to try to get them to come in there, have all said no. He can't Drew get, Brees, the yeah
1: They might be they might be kind of happy that they didn't land Breeze, because I I hadn't exactly been the biggest fan of of Brees so we far. We all early, assume
0: all but, these guys. We all assume all these guys are going to be great. Okay, I, I don't know that they all are. Exactly. Tony is great.
1: No, Tony's fantastic. Tony's absolutely fantastic. Uh, before we get off the Rams, let, let's talk about Aaron Donald, right quick. Now, there was all this talk afterwards, is he going to retire, is he not? You know, he's 30 years old, he's only played for, what, eight years or whatever it is. Uh, Donald did say during the Rams victory celebration that he plans to, quote, run it back. Uh, And afterward, he said he wants to remain with the Rams as long as they bring back the whole core group of players who won Super Bowl 56. He said, if we bring everybody back, I'm back. And then he he told TMZ.com...
0: as long as... As long as you bring back the super team, I'll play on the super team. But if you're not going to give me a super team, I'm not playing on the super team.
1: Well, this is the the two guys that he specifically named. He said, Odell Beckham, Von Miller, we bring them guys back. Let's make it happen.
0: Well, that's because everybody else is already locked up for longer than that. There's nobody else to bring back. Those are the two free agents, those are two of the mercenaries.
1: Now, of course, Beckham, like, torn ACL uh might keep him out for a little while for the twenty twenty two season. He's
0: gonna he's gonna miss a lot of next year, but oh you you want him back for the for the playoffs. So
1: Yeah. Um and then of course Von Miller. Like can you make it happen? Uh they I think they can make enough salary cap space to re sign him. Uh especially if you can get Beckham for, you know, relatively cheap coming off of a torn ACL. Right? That's that's your biggest thing. Um uh, you know, I think the roster for next year should be kind of similar to this one that won the Super Bowl. Uh, but, you know, let's let's look back at the Super Bowl run. This was not some dominant franchise that just ran through the Super Bowl and uh, and got a, a title. Like, they had to have a lot of things go in their favor, a lot of balls bouncing their way just to get to the game. And then once they got in the game, they still had to have a little, whole lot of things go right. So... You know, I'm I'm curious to see what ends up happening here because I don't think that this team will be a whole lot different from this past one, but I also don't know that this team would be favored necessarily to win another one. You kind of feel the same way there?
0: No. No, there's no chance they'd be favored to win, and, and, and I don't know that they'd even be favored. The only thing that benefits them is they're in the NFC, and right now there's no Tom Brady. There's, there's, there's no Aaron Rodgers. Well, we don't really know where Aaron Rodgers is. And we're not really sure what what Kyler Murray is going to do. Like, we, what are the good quarterbacks you got to go through to win the NFC? Like, Dak is that the best quarterback that you got to go through right now in the NFC? Yeah. All the great players, all the great quarterbacks are in the NFC right now. That's true. It's not close. And and with that being said, now Aaron Rodgers could move to the NFC. Kyler could stay in the NFC. Um, you know, I. I there are still betting odds that you can get out there that, that the 49ers are like the fourth best or third best player uh, favorite to win the Super Bowl next year. You can't have those odds unless you really believe the rumors that Tom Brady's going to come out of retirement and play there. Which like, is, can which you is give me another reason <laughs> why they would be the third favorite to win the Super Bowl?
1: Well, Jimmy Garoppolo is a free agent. Like They don't even have him locked up yet.
0: They don't even have Jimmy. So that's assuming Trey Lance is the quarterback. No, they have to have inside information that nobody else has, and they are not letting you bet them you know they're not giving you five thousand uh you know plus five thousand odds or plus plus you know fifteen thousand odds, something like that. they're not giving you ten to one fifteen to one odds on the 49ers and and then letting Tom or Rogers end up there. They're not going to allow that they're making those odds super low, they're making them super cheap, and they're saying if you if you want to get it, get it. But this is the best price you're getting because the news hasn't leaked yet. But they know something nobody else does.
1: Like we we think the the sports books believe that one of those quarterbacks is probably going to end up with the 49ers.
0: I, I don't think there's any way on earth they can have those odds there, and one of those, and they don't have inside information that there's a strong possibility that one of those guys are going to go there.
1: I agree. I agree. Uh, I've got three more topics that I want to hit on right quick, so let's go on and dive into them. The first one. You know, we just got done with Valentine's Day and everything. Uh, I'm curious, have you seen the reports from... Uh, God, what is it? Wag? Uh, I thought I wrote it down. Maybe I didn't. Uh, nope. Here we go. Wagsunfiltered.com. Did you see about Stefan Diggs, my brother? No. <laughs> so, Stefan Diggs, of course, wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, apparently had... Two different women in two different hotel rooms in the same hotel on Valentine's Day, and they didn't know about each other. Explain to me how you could possibly make that work by moving from room to room throughout the evening. How would that work without either of them getting suspicious?
0: Well, I'm not Stefan Diggs, so it's really hard for me to explain how I would do it, because I'm not him. Okay? <laughs> he is far more athletic and far more nimble and has skills that I'm certain that I do not have. All right. Hey, you, you kind of was like two different women, two different hotels in the same hotel. Well, yeah, I mean, he's not going to be running across the street. He's not going to be driving down the road. They got to be in the same, they can't be on the same floor, but, but they got to be in the same hotel. (laughs) Well, of course it's the same hotel. I get that, but I'm just, what excuse. A great sick man man is a great sick man. Okay. Yeah, no, you, you're not
1: wrong that's there. It. That's it. That's I can't imagine. I
0: was, I, the, the, excuse, the excuse you use is, is I want to be with you, but I like to sleep alone. I like my privacy. So I have my own room. And I will come to you whenever you want me to come to you. We'll do some Valentine's stuff. You're going to throw some loving on me. And then I'm going to go do my own thing because I like my privacy. And I got my own room. That's
1: it. I interesting. ain't sleeping
0: with nobody. And I, then you just mose your ass on down to the next one. And then use the exact
1: same lines over and over and over again. That's that's right. I mean, it's it's crazy. That is uh, that is certainly something. I'm mad at the I'm mad at the news reporter for diving him out. <laughs> well, I think what the, I think the girls perfectly eventually happy
0: and perfectly content in this relationship.
1: No, the girls found out about situation. each other because I think they were both posting about it on Instagram at the same time. Like I think they found out about it. So then people started to realize. Wait a minute. Both of these women are, are tagging him in stuff on Instagram. And, yeah, it just it became like a whole thing. Uh, apparently, everybody's fine, what, though. What this,
0: like, well, this is why you can't let them take pictures of you. Because <laughs> then they, they can tag you all they want. And then you just tell the other one, man, but you, how am I going to do that? That's what's
1: <laughs> Like, that whole thing's ridiculous. Uh, no, you I can't, found it. You
0: can't, yeah, that would be a ridiculous, like, you gotta be pretty brazen to accuse somebody of that, right? So, like, oh yeah. you just kind of play it off. Now, if you let them take pictures of your ass, then that's on you.
1: I mean, the whole thing is is so insane. But
0: look, nobody. I'm not mad. People who get mad about stuff like this, man, let's just—it's just sex. God, dog, man, <laughs> Jesus. We're all grown up. <laughs> now we. Everybody we're enjoys doing it, and if you don't, don't. Okay, that's, yeah, that's fine too. Do whatever makes you happy. That's and it. And doing two women. In the same night, in different hotel rooms, makes them happy to do that shit. I don't care.
1: <laughs> do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. uh Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting, but that that whole situation was uh was quite hilarious. That's
0: wild, though. That is why That is wild.
1: I couldn't imagine it. I don't even know how I'd. You be know, able they, get never, you know the they never. You know, they never
0: make like they never make like Valentine's Hallmark movies about stuff like that, right? Like that's <laughs> the kind of movie a dude wants, to see, right?
1: yeah that's uh so that's what i told what you I mean before
0: to i have a, i have a philosophy about hallmark movies right like hallmark movies like it always sucks to be the super successful attorney that lives in the city is like a big shot right yeah. because the girl's gonna go home see her dad one last time before he passes away try to get his blessing for her lifestyle moving to the city and leaving the house not taking over the family store, and while she's there she falls in love with with her old boyfriend who now milks cows for a living no no offense to those who milk cows for a living and 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 you know they rekindle the fire and the old guy loses his job a uh, girl right the, the the rich successful you know wall street dude loses his girl okay right here's, here's here's the deal no guy likes those movies at all no guy watches those shows at all okay there's only a chick thing right you want to get the guys involved I can get you the guys involved you don't have to change the movie one bit just got to make it about 17 minutes longer all right I, I need one scene at the end and it's just the Wall Street dude done found some smoking hot bimbo just just super fine chick he took her on a private plane to a private island and he's just plowing the hell out of her <laughs> And that's how you get guys. And guys will be like, you know what? That wasn't a bad movie. That, that wasn't was bad. A, they'll, sit through, they'll sit through an hour and a half of boo-hoo bullshit that no guy wants to watch. You give them the payoff at the end, they're like, hey, man, I forgot about that guy. I totally forgot he was even in this movie. Wow. Look at this. That's what That's what we need. That's all they need right there. And they can pick up the whole me- – now Hallmark would be like the biggest channel in the world. Oh, like yes. everybody will watch those movies. There's
1: now. There's a way to get them all involved. They There's already have
0: all of the women. Then this. they get all of the men, and now everybody <laughs> on Earth is, is on hallmark, which is so, one thing to make them a little bit longer. So, Stefan,
1: the way he did this, by the way, because uh, both of them were, were tagging him and you know doing all this stuff on Instagram, but in both of the rooms, he had roses and rose petals just thrown out all over the place. He had rose petals in the shape of a heart on both beds like this man went full out on both of them and both of them was tagging like this one of them was Alicia and the other one was uh La Chante and had the same setup for both of them
0: like flew them both out in private jets and everything (laughs) okay so now we got it now we got it first off are flowers really that damn important to girls oh yes
1: oh yes I look I have made this mistake I have made this mistake and I will never make the mistake again. But he, and it doesn't have to necessarily be flowers on Valentine's Day. But like, if you if you do the flowers thing, like once every three weeks or so, uh, then then you're in the clear. But every yes. three
0: weeks, God damn, your no, 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 no. you trying to push I, the propaganda <laughs> on me that I'm I don't not like? Talking don't about some fifty dollar bouquet? I'm talking Gary's about Gary's bed with big floors <laughs> and I don't deal with that. No, every three weeks. No, I'm talking about a five dollar little. Little nook, look nice I need, thing from, I need to Kiger hear on Twitter from folks out there if you every three weekend. If you every three weekend, you get in trouble too damn much. <laughs> or, or we just trying to keep the peace. <laughs> oh, maybe I don't. I don't need to keep the peace. Listen, all right. So uh, I, this is the question I really want to ask. Okay, because right. I can't get inside the, the mind of a woman, but I, I'm absolutely inside the mind of a of a, of a Neanderthal knuckle dragon <laughs> man. Okay, <laughs> what would a woman? Have to that you were wanting to get with have to put in that bedroom and put on that bed for you to be okay with her being with you, knowing she's about to go and be with you, or you know you're number two. Like she's coming in after you saw on Instagram the the whatever you know montage to that guy. What would what would that thing have to be for you to be like? You know what? I'm all right with this. <laughs> Is there anything uh, that like that you like that like? It makes you emotional or makes you forget reason or logic, or is it just the fact that we're we're horny perverts and we're just like I don't care? Like I'm, I'm probably oh, gonna, gonna go with the latter. Uh, but man, yeah, yeah, if you're gonna be with you, me, I don't care who you been with, I don't care who you are coming to. I like it. Don't matter to me, you know.
1: <laughs> Look, it, the older I get, uh, you give me you give me some good chicken wings, maybe some good ribs. Uh, some good brews, and uh, and you know, it pays off at the end of the night. And the rest of it's kind of whatever, right? Like you, <laughs> you don't, don't really know. care where you've been earlier,
0: today, right? <laughs> really don't matter. Not really worried about how you got the ticket, away. Exactly, just, just glad that they're here. I don't okay. even care who paid for them. <laughs> see, this is how men and women are different. Like this is this is this is how we're this is things that make us. And I know, God Almighty, I'm sure that won't live. But thankfully, we're not famous, right?
1: No, I don't Thankfully, think
0: so. because if, cause if somebody real famous said that, I guess Joe Rogan said that, like, the internet would explode. <laughs> but, like, nobody knows who we are, which is fine. I'm, I'm perfectly acceptable with that. So.
1: Yeah, You know what? Me, too. Me, too. Yo, I, you I, give us some just, good barbecue. I'm trying to
0: figure out. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at, at Stefan. I'm impressed by him because I just don't think the female brain thinks like that. No, I don't think so either. But I'm I'm surprised I'm as well. Hours would would like just make it all okay? I'm sure I'm that it would not It's it, not just flowers,
1: right? Because it, you watch the videos on here, and there's champagne, and there's all this other kind of stuff, like a fancy meal. I'm, I'm gonna think of some Venmo you know.
0: exchange can. You think that happens? <laughs> some maybe. I mean, if, if, <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm not mad at the ladies either. I don't care. I mean, I, I don't care. I'm, I'm I'm curious. I'm I'm not I'm not nitpicking it because I'm upset about it. I'm curious. I would love to sit down with both these ladies, not at the same time, by the way. No, no, no. Dude, not, no I'm no, not no. Stephon Diggs. No, no. I want them. I want them one on one, and I'd like to just get inside their brain. I might not even ask them about Stefan. I just want to ask them about how they grew up and like tell me about your relationship with your dad. And like, <laughs> like I just, I'm just now curious. Like, what was high school like with you? And I, I need to get inside the brains of someone like that. Because I would like I, to know, know how like
1: how how impressed were they with uh, the private plane that flew them in and all that kind of stuff, right?
0: Yeah,
1: like I'd I'd like to know all of this. So I don't know. Interesting stuff, though. Uh, I guess we can go back to actually talking about news and whatnot. But uh, but I, I, I thought like we that were story. done. Is
0: that is that is we have more stuff to talk I, about? Hey, I got what? I
1: got two more things that we got to hit on. <laughs> oh
0: Jesus, <laughs> that's the thing with like, only doing
1: two shows a week, man. Um, so, yeah, yeah, but. But I I did like that Stephon Diggs story. That was good. Good Valentine's Day stuff. Uh, All right. The Indianapolis Colts. We had a feeling that this probably was not going to work out. And there are reports from, I believe, Chris Mortensen from ESPN. He is saying that Wentz will probably be traded or released by March 18th. And the reason March 18th is significant is because Wentz's contract calls for his full $22 million base salary to be guaranteed, and for him to release or receive a $6.29 million roster bonus if he's still on the roster on March 18th. If he is released before then, then the Colts are on the hook for $15 million, but they would be off the hook for the other $13.29 million. Uh, from what you saw from Carson Wentz this past year, is there any way they keep him on the roster?
0: Nope, and there's not another team in football that's going to trade for it.
1: I don't. I don't think they will either. I think, I don't think somebody anybody will
0: pick wants him it. up, but nobody's going to sign him, knowing that they are on the hook now for that twenty-two million dollars, or trade trade him, knowing that they'd be on the hook for that. Yeah, no, there's they, no they won't pick him up off
1: waivers. It'll be, uh, he'll, yeah, he'll become yeah. a free agent.
0: He'll, yeah, he'll clear waivers. He'll become a free agent. It's it's
1: interesting. I mean, we we kind of had this feeling that it wasn't going to work out. Uh, man, the Colts gave up a first round pick and a third round pick and a ton of money. And yep. I don't think they would have yep. done that if they thought he was going to be a one-and-done.
0: For a one-year one experiment, I will all those people – God, I, I wish I could just get all those people to talk so much shit. You don't know. They're going to be great. Remember 2000, whatever. Like, all those people to get in the room and sit down and be like, listen, listen, you were wrong. <laughs> you were wrong. I was right, okay? This guy can't play. And the coach – in the front office over there that made that deal said it was a bum deal. I said, you're wasting not just all this money, not just all of those assets in picks, but you're also wasting years of the the roster that you have. That's pretty good, by the way. Yes.
1: There were free agent quarterbacks last year that would have been better than Carson Wentz and cost less. A
0: lot, a lot better. A whole lot better. But no, no. We just... I had to go get it uh, because he was an MDP candidate under Frank Wright. <laughs> I don't care. That was a mirage, that was all a farce. It's not real.
1: You're right about that. You're right about that. All right, I'll, jumping off of that, the last topic for the day. Our buddy McKinnon sent us an article, and it, it was a medium article, it was from Chiefs Kingdom or, or whatever, uh, discussing Eric Bienemy and Patrick Mahomes' relationship this past year and how it led to a debacle in the AFC Championship game. Now, that article, we got through it and whatnot. I I didn't get to finish reading it, but I read the majority of it. And that article has since been deleted, which I found very surprising. But inside of that article, there is quite a bit of information. And it is from, you know, Kansas City Chiefs Insiders. Reporters that actually cover the team, et cetera. And basically, uh, let let me go through some of the information here uh, that I was able to get out. Um, At one point, Eric Bienamy early in the season, went off on Mahomes for absolutely nothing, according to sources. Just absolutely went bananas on him. Um, And the quarterback coach got him... He got more involved in the passing game, et cetera. The wide receivers coach did as well. Uh... Apparently, you know, we've talked multiple times now about Bienemy not getting these big head coaching jobs and everybody trying to figure out what is the deal here, why is he not getting these jobs, and the NFL was actually pushing him on franchises. Uh, there are reports that the NFL pushed for the New Orleans Saints to give B the job, and he didn't interview well. I mean, he's been up for like 15 jobs at this point. And he apparently never comes in with a good, concise plan to sell for the future of the franchise when he comes in to talk to these owners, which is uh, a bit of an issue for sure. Uh, There was something else in here that said that, uh, basically, nobody likes his overall plans for a franchise. He doesn't listen to his players. His contract allows him to call uh, every play after the first initial game plan, so like the scripted plays, 10 to 15 plays which might explain why the Chiefs were so much worse in the second half of games this year, which we could not figure out for the life of us what was happening with that. Uh, But apparently, all of this stuff goes on, and then in the AFC Championship game, where their offense looked like gangbusters in the first half and then could do nothing in the second half, apparently there were multiple instances where there were three different coaches trying to talk to Mahomes on the mic during the game, and Mahomes said, if somebody doesn't call a play, I'm going to do it. Do you find any of this one to be not believable? But two, do you find that uh, this stuff could actually be true, and this could be what uh, what might cause the to one not get a, a head coaching job in this league, but two, he might be on on the outs with the Chiefs.
0: Yeah, I think I do think stuff like this is believable because it comes from too many different reports across too many different people in the organization. And 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 you know when you have multiple people saying very similar things, that that just gives it, it's too hard to manipulate and manufacture that that kind of information, right?
1: Right. I mean, so, it's, so it's right, insane so to think
0: about. Yeah, so that's what makes me believe the majority.
1: Up, oh, Chris. Did we lose you? I don't know if your phone got muted or what happened. <laughs> I suppose we have lost Chris, but uh, but that's all right. I'm going to keep the phone turned on. We'll see if he comes back in here. Uh, there we go. Call failed. I don't know what's going on there. But either way, it was very interesting to read this about BNB. There we go. We got Chris back in. Chris, we got you? Oh, hang on, hang on. We got to get you back onto uh, the board here. There we go. Yeah. All right. What you got?
0: Hey, I never, I never lost you at all. But anyway, um, no, there's just too, too many people involved in the in the leaks and in the reports and in the and all this for it to for all of it to be made up. You know, can some of it be exaggerated? Probably, but that's how stories go. Um my so they, issue they said,
1: with, it, by the way, hold on. Let me let me interrupt you. They said that his uh, he became the play caller uh, for the 2020 season. So after they won the Super Bowl. He then became the play caller. And now, you know, this is two straight years, but his contract ran out after the 2020 season, and everybody assumed that he was going to get a head coaching job, and he didn't. So then they very quietly gave him a $1 million, one-year extension on his contract, expecting that he was going to come back and he was going to get a head coaching job after this past uh, season. And that has not come to bear. And now they're trying to figure out what to do with him because he doesn't have a contract with Kansas city, but they also don't like the way that he's doing things. So, you know, we, we have a slight issue going on with Kansas city where uh, this is somebody that has kind of been put up on a pedestal and yet his own team may not even like him. So give me your thoughts on that. This is the reason.
0: So remember, I don't know how long ago it was, we talked about, um, you know, black coaches getting a raw deal in the NFL and I talked about how this is absolutely a problem, but this is not an Eric the enemy problem. Like the way the media has portrayed Eric and has pushed this, it's 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 as if they're trying to sell him. They're trying to push him. You talked about even the league is trying to push him into getting a job. That doesn't fix all of your black coaches getting a raw deal situation. Okay. And 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 I don't know why everyone thinks this one person getting a job solves all the problems, okay? I, if, I, if I had a job open in the NFL and I was an NFL owner, I would not be calling Eric. There's four or five black coaches that I would love to interview, sit down, and talk to and potentially hire because I'm a huge fan of their resumes, what they've done, all of these things. Mr. Guillem is not one of them.
1: Agreed. And, and honestly, he's still getting the interviews, it's just that he's not getting any of the jobs, which means that Maybe, something- maybe
0: some minority coaches aren't getting these jobs because Eric enemy is getting all of the interviews instead of other more qualified or, not maybe not more qualified, but better candidates that are minorities. Right. We right. keep giving the same minority over and over again the interviews. Why don't it's- we give other guys the interviews? So so here's the
1: question, I guess. If if the Chiefs end up not keeping him as their offensive coordinator, and he, I, I would fully expect that he will get an offensive coordinator role somewhere in the yeah. league, but what happens when that fails? Does this then become an issue uh, going forward where he just didn't get the right opportunity? Or at what point do you think that they stop pushing this narrative that he has been done wrong and instead it's just that He's not good with his players, and maybe he's not a great play caller.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know the answer to that, okay? That, that's the problem. I, I think the best thing they can do is to these owners start giving these minorities, start giving these black coaches more opportunities and real legit opportunities, not bullshit Steve Wilkes opportunities where I hired a black guy to tank. And then as soon as the tank was over, I fired his ass. Like, no, 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 that's a bullshit thing. You can't do that. But to give them real legitimate interviews, real legitimate shots at getting these jobs, give them a chance at it because I, we just know their football mind is no different than a white guy's football mind. That's just how minds work. That's how the game works. Like, they're just as deserving as everyone else. They're not getting the shake. Getting Eric bien me a shake is not fixing the problem. Yeah, you're not wrong.
1: You're not wrong, because I, I think these owners realize when they bring him in for these interviews that uh, we can't
0: win with this I honestly, I honestly think Eric is going to end up at, at, at a college somewhere, probably being a head coach. I could see him going to an HBCU or someplace like that to be a head coach. I, I, I don't think there's a power job out there available. There might be a G5 job out there available for him. Um, but... I, I think he could. I think if he wants to be a head coach, that's his best opportunity. If we're gonna if we're gonna turn the conversation to what's best for Eric, that's his best opportunity is to go take a job where you can be a head coach and let people see how you run a program.
1: It's it's really kind of crazy to look back. So you know, Colorado hired Carl Durrell a couple of years ago, and yes. there was all this talk about Eric Bieniemy possibly being up for that job because he played at Colorado. And yeah. there did not appear to be a lot of interest in that situation from the Colorado side, which I found very interesting. But if there's no plan, then why would you hire him in the first place? Right? It it was I don't know. It it seemed like a, a way, way big difference in the the caliber of coach at that point. And, all right, you can bring in Eric Bieniemy, or you can bring in a retread like Carl Durrell. And Carl Durrell, I think at the time, was like a special teams coordinator in the NFL or something and then went back to college. And it didn't make a ton of sense. And, and not that it makes a ton of sense right now because Colorado fell off a cliff this past year. It looked like he had improved things in that first season. But regardless, uh, that was like a COVID year. Uh, this, uh, I mean... I don't know what is going to happen here, uh, but he has such a a large narrative built around him that I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, the fact that this article came out and then was deleted within just a few hours, uh, I don't know if that is uh, they're deleting it because the information wasn't true or if it means that the information was true and they just didn't want it out there.
0: Hey, well, and here's the deal. I don't know is that the team... Called and said, "Hey, I want you to take this down," or is it the people that run the website and the paper saying, "Hey, we don't we don't want to go this route. I want you to take this down." It's and uh, I'd like to know the answer to that. If you're going like to take the article that. down, that's fine. I would like to know who asked you to take it down. I think I think that's an acceptable because if stuff's wrong, you 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 and me talked about this off air. If stuff is wrong in the article, you print a retraction. You can't just take it down. You can't, you can't report something false about somebody and then just say, "Oh, my bad, I made up a bunch of lies. I'll take it down." No, no, no. You got to leave the lies up, and then you got to put the retraction in next to the lies, so everybody in the world knows you were a liar or you got something wrong. Well,
1: so here's the thing: in the article, there were uh, several instances because this has been up for a little while. As I was reading through it,
0: it was up up all day. Yeah, there were
1: there were multiple instances in there of information that they had even just a little bit wrong. And they said, Oh, okay. So this one play or this one thing, uh, was actually this, you know, we apologize for the mistake, but they would put it in there right where it was. Right.
0: Yep. They corrected a few of the mistakes as the day went on and, and, and word came out and then they just took the whole thing down. That's that's different. You can't take something down. If you, if you butchered a story, because that lets you off the hook. And that lets the person that you wrote about just – they're just done. You just roasted them, and then nobody knows why you took it down. We're all speculating now. So if this is all wrong information, I think you got to leave it up. I think this is a political move where we don't like the, the narrative this spins. We don't like the way this makes our organization look, uh, whether that be the chiefs or whether that be the, the paper or the, the website. And we want you to take it down, and we're your employer.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. It's very interesting. So, all right. Well, uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Is there anything else that uh, you feel like we need to talk about?
0: No, that's it, brother.
1: All right, I'm gonna go ahead and let you go, and I'll wrap this thing up. Yeah. All right. Be good, buddy. All right. So that was Chris. Of course, uh, lots to talk about, but the Airbnb enemy situation certainly looks like things might be on the move at Kansas City. Uh, had a lot to talk about today. A lot to talk about today. We certainly appreciate all, or appreciate all of you for being here, for sure. Uh, share the show out. Take friends about it. Make sure that you are subscribed if you have not already, whether that is to the podcast or the YouTube, etc. Jump into the chat. Jump into the comments. We would love to hear your opinions on these different topics. Uh, but with that said, we're going to go ahead and call this a day. You guys have been fantastic. Again, share the show out. Make sure that you are subscribed. Head over to BetUS. Tell BetUS that we sent you. We would certainly appreciate that. Uh, it's going to help out once we, uh, once we start reworking deals and whatnot. So, go over to BetUS.com. Make sure that you get signed up over there. A ton of great bonuses and whatnot. And, uh, and make sure that you go to winningcureseverything.com. With that said, you guys take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully all of you tickets cash this week